Hey there, I'm Mike. Some of you know me from the Twisted Cape. Some of you know me because you the hottest bitch in this place. But regardless of how you know me, you know I love comics. And that's what we talk about on this podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Mike's Big Stack. Oh, hell yeah, everyone. Welcome to the show recording this week at the Statue of Thickety. Uh, I'm going to start with a correction from last time. Uh, there are DC stories this week, so Virgil fans, sorry, but I will get there eventually. Uh, additionally, two titles that were scheduled to be out this week, Marvel's number four and DC's Dead Planet number one, for some reason didn't make it into my pull list, so I will make sure I include them in next week's action. Uh, as always, we start by reading the thickness of my stack, so let's do a little foxtrot over to Mike's Thickometer. Oh yeah, Mike's Thickometer. Top down thickness, baby. This week clocks in at a 4 out of 10 on Mike's Thickometer. Uh, while it's a DC heavy week, uh, there are some heavy hitter heroes there that are front and center, but it's not real thick. You, you kind of want a little more thickness. But we don't get that much thickness. All right. Uh, uh, we're going to start this week with the DC books. So I'm going to start with Batman number 94. Um, uh, give it a three and a half out of five. There's a lot of fallout from last issue. Uh, so here, uh, if you remember, uh, Batman was stabbed through the leg from Deathstroke. An injured Batman really was seeking to protect the Fox family and Catwoman, who was being rushed to the hospital uh, in in this in this issue um, because she was shot last issue. Um, Catwoman winds up being eventually taken in by the Gotham underworld, uh, while Batman goes to a real dark place. And uh, like, there's this whole thing towards the end of the issue where he's resolving to become a better Bat. Um, and it's a little scary uh, because behind him there's like this red lightning with the red bat symbol, um, and that's that's horrifying. <laughs> um, and you know, Joker of course flaunts in his face that, "Hey man, I've taken everything from you. I've got your money. Uh, you know, I shot your bitch. Uh, a whole bunch of stuff." But yeah, three and a half. It was good. It was a definitely recovery from the last issue, which I was like kind of just nah about. All right, moving on to Detective Comics 1023. Um, this is a, another Joker War lead-up story. Um, as Batman tries to chase down Harvey Dent, uh, but he's plagued by members of the underworld, and he's really kind of set up by Joker at every single step of the way. Uh, the beginning of the issue, you see um, Joker dig up, or not necessarily dig up, but awaken Lincoln March. Uh, so if you remember him from Court of Owls, we did that on a show uh, during the, the shutdown. Um, so yeah, he's he's in town and he's basically saying, hey, I'm now the Court of Owls, so you work for me, bitch. Uh, I like this story because Batman is out there being a detective and running people down, um, checking on shit, and then um, he's he's caught by the Mad Hatter. As he's beating up Hugo Strange, which is not even a fight, um, and like everybody that Batman has failed in some way sh- shows up in a in a panel here, but specifically Alfred, um, 
with his broken neck. Uh, and he's not obviously not happy about that. And then he finds he finds uh, Two Face, who's taken on the bat armor at the GCPD, and uh, starts that as a fight. And um, Batman shoots him with a bazooka. So I mean, that's cool. I guess you know he's not supposed to use guns, but that's okay. You know, as he goes to defeat Harvey, uh, guess who shows up? Lincoln March is a talent. Um, so that was it. Was a fun, interesting story. Four out of five. Again, um, I just really liked it. Uh, next, we have Flash number seven fifty seven. Um, I gave this a four out of five as well. This is a, uh, a slower issue for, uh, from the Flash team, but that's not necessarily a bad thing, right? Like uh, this is an issue where Barry really just works to process everything that's happened to him um, before, after, around Zoom, um, and as he's you know working a case, he realizes, man, this case is real familiar. Like it's it's almost exactly like what happened to me. The dad gets framed for killing uh, the mom, and Barry's not there to do evidence. And uh, when he does the evidence, um, he realizes, shit, this is Thawne. And uh, and as he realizes, shit, this is Thawne, uh, the Flash is hit multiple times here. Uh, first by the turtle, then by the trickster, um, then by Captain Cold and Golden Glider, um, and then by Grodd. And he just, just gets... Um, Avery and Wallace and Iris all out of Central City um, because he knows that Zoom has it set up so that all of his uh, his life is just completely being attacked. Um, so I, I, I actually like it. It's a setup for the Legion of Zoom. It's the very first part of that story. So if you're just joining us for the first time, welcome. Especially if you like The Flash, welcome. Uh, and, and get ready to check that out as it develops further all right uh next justice league number 48 uh the beginning of a new story here i give this a two out of five wasn't a huge fan the justice league goes into space to deal with the distress call and as they as they save a bunch of children from being uh saved uh from being just set adrift and eaten by an alien another alien How, how do aliens refer to other aliens just other other aliens. I don't know. Uh, either way, the Justice League intervenes, save these kids, take them back home, and they find their 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 planet is really just under attack from within. There's a, a race of organics and a race of techno knots. I don't know. Uh, non organics. They're they're machines, um, and they could live in harmony uh, because the queen is both. Uh, organic and tech and then you know she's saved by superman because he can't let people die and they try and let people be and and like wonder woman keeps going yeah y'all gotta y'all gotta back the fuck up (laughs) and uh she she it basically ends up with them being like yeah we want you to rule us be our new overlords and wonder woman's like no she's just no um and and the rest of the league is like that too, but it, like Wonder Woman clearly up front is like I don't want this shit. Um, and then the issue kind of ends with an explosion, which obviously puts their survival in question. But at the same time, I mean it's the Justice League, so they're not going anywhere. Uh, two out of five. I just the story just seems 
I don't know, not important. Like it, <laughs> it's not a just. It doesn't feel like a Justice League level threat, uh, which is why I get a little confused about this. All right, uh, Justice League Odyssey number twenty-two. I've generally been, uh, I've generally been enjoying this book, uh, but this issue is kind of a little off for me. Two and a half out of five. Uh, it's a time travel story uh, focusing on Jessica Cruz as well as Susie Star, aka Gamma Knife, who's been present in the book in the last few issues uh so this explains where jess went after being zapped away by uh, enoch at the end of last issue i was afraid that she might be dead again i don't know um and it's got kind of a western feel up front where uh, there's a big bar brawl and jess tries to catch Susie up um and basically says yeah we're friends i don't understand why you're not gamma knife and um Susie decides to use her her ship, which her computer says, "Hey, this is a terrible idea. We're we're probably gonna die." Uh, <laughs> and um, they get chased, which leads to uh, Jess using the Omega Force basically to as a as a charge up for the ship, uh, which works spectacularly in battle, by the way. Uh, and then she gets you know just sent back out into the time stream. And Susie, um, just her ship just goes haywire and, um, it goes off as well. So we don't know very much about her survival at this point, um, where it fits in the timeline. I don't know. Time travel stories can get kind of wonky if you're not careful, but, uh, two, two and a half there. Superman number 23. I went three and a half out of five. I actually like this issue. Um, it really took the time to humanize Superman uh, in ways he hasn't been through this whole identity reveal. Um, as with any Bendis comic, there, there's there's a lot of talking. A lot of talking. Sometimes the art doesn't stand for itself. But at the same time, um, you know, we get a whole lot of time with the new Dr. Fate. And, you know, Superman's processing a lot. Um, and it's cool to see in this issue. Sometimes the art just kind of takes me aback a little bit. It's It's got this super cartoony style. Some of the faces that Superman makes <laughs> are just downright hilarious to me. And uh, he's hunted, well, Dr. Fate, rather, is hunted by someone named Xanadoth. Um, so it's... You know, magic versus Superman, which doesn't go well generally for Superman, but we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. All right. Uh, hitting Wonder Woman 750. I give this three and a half out of five. Uh, this issue sees Wonder Woman square off with the Phantom Stranger in a uh, for uh, Paula, uh, the lady who uh, is kind of a foe for Wonder Woman, uh, but she wants to re- she wants her to redeem herself for her crime. So Wonder Woman squares up with the Phantom Stranger. Um, he, during the fight, he winds up getting wrapped up in the lasso of truth, where he confesses that he basically set her up. He gets recalled and or killed by her god, and uh, they get sent back to Themyscira, where Paul will really take the time to serve her redemption rehabilitation whatever on themiscara and then the amazons open an embassy back in the world of men we'll see how that goes uh it, you know we tend to screw things up sorry ladies uh it's just a fact uh and uh the issue ends 
with it looks like the fates uh, again. Um, I just I just don't know. I don't know how how well it's going to go. But hopefully it ends well. Uh, I mean, I like big, big, well thought out, long teased stories. So we'll see. All right, wrapping things up here. Young Justice number sixteen, two and a half out of five. I went in this issue. Bart finally confesses all he's been through to Superboy, who's also been through a ton and you know there's a whole bunch of backup there's some there's some fights in here with with superboy as well he's such a badass and you kind of love him uh because he just has this gentle side as well and then there's this point where bart passes out and then wakes up and superboy gets him to confess uh and he basically says he's dealing like bart just goes through everything he's dealing with and uh it's just wild you know he doesn't even know how old he is anymore so he, he, you know, goes through time and then fights Mirror Master uh, and that gets him sent out of the dimension. And then when he comes back to the dimension, he's he's home on, on the proper Earth, but everything is different. Like, people are thought to be dead that he, he's not sure of. And then he wakes up and after getting tranked, he's he's back on the, on the Earth in the future. He's being... Um, tended to by harley quinn and old harley quinn um and then meds wear off uh because speedsters uh and then bart comes back and sets everything in motion to come back and you find out that drake has drake has been listening all along tim drake uh which leads him to go all right let's go to the justice league we need we need their guidance here on this whole issue um two and a half out of five on this there's just it's very wordy like any bendis comic um it's just a lot of talking a lot a lot a lot of talking and not a lot of development but i have the feeling that that will um turn around in the near future all right quick break and then we're going to talk about the one marvel release uh that we have this week hey everybody it's mike from twisted cape do you like wasting time at work we do. Uh, if, if you want to waste some time at work, hopefully not get caught, you should check out thetwistedcape.com. We have a bunch of satire stuff. We have some opinion stuff, some review stuff, a whole bunch of stuff, and other stuff as well. Uh, we have some contest stuff and some other fun stuff. Make sure you check it out uh, at your leisure at any time you want, www.thetwistedcape.com. We'll see you there. Stay twisted. Yeah, we're back, baby. Yeah, we're back, baby. All right. Uh, <laughs> so dumb. Uh, last last book we're going to take a look at here this week, Fantastic Four Empire number zero. I gave this, I know, I know, I'm going to do it, four out of five. <laughs> Fantastic Four Empire number zero got a four out of five. So uh, it's basically a, a journey through the Kree scroll history and a lot of the flare-ups and fights and wars that they've had uh, briefly. But the Fantastic Four really finds out the war is off. And they found uh, peace and unity uh, between the Kree and the Skrull, which is strange for them, and that it's being uh, taken advantage of in this like uh, fighting arena. They see these two fighters, and they get teleported away, and uh, they're gonna they're gonna fight again soon. The adults tell Val and Franklin to stay with the ship, and they decide, "Fuck that! We're not just gonna stay at the ship. We're gonna gamble a little bit." 
they get assisted by uh, Sue Storm, <laughs> which is which is great because uh, as they are working their way through the behind the scenes and the security, they see their kids at a freaking gambling table, uh, and uh, it's great. It's great. Sue just they get caught and and she lets them know that they're caught but then helps them cheat <laughs> and uh if that ain't parenthood kids that's that's you're just doing it wrong long story short the fantastic four go ahead and save these two Korean scroll from being trapped in a in a fighting dome for forever and find out they're just kids uh, they're just kids squaring off and but these kids are given Johnny and and Ben all the work they can handle, which, which is great. <laughs> ben constantly, like, comments that the uh, their their little voices are like super cute to him, uh, and he's like, "Oh, I can't, I can't listen to this. This is this is terrible. They're just they're babies." And these kids are fierce. They're like super fierce, um, but they they take them away from the from the casino and uh, roll into the conflict that is at the end of avengers empire number zero and they're just like uh hold up and i believe empire comes out next week so we'll uh we'll get some immediate uh payoff there which i'm very excited for all right uh no interview this week but i am looking for people who want to be on the show and i've started compiling a list so if you want to be on the show hit me up on twitter at SpiderMike29. Looking ahead to next week, if my sources are accurate, I'm looking forward to reading Death Metal number two from DC as well as Nightwing number 72, a little more of a lead up into Joker War. And from the Marvel side, of course, I'm looking forward to Empire number one and also Avengers number 34. Some more follow up with my boy Moon Knight. Uh, fist of Kanshu storyline. Uh, so I'm just looking forward to that. It was a very, very Marvel heavy week uh, next week. So that is all the time we have for this week. Of course, make sure you subscribe to the Twisted Cape on your favorite podcast platform. We're at the Twisted Cape, no spaces, every social media platform on Facebook, the Gram, Twitter, also YouTube. Make sure you drop us a review on Apple Podcasts or on Podchaser. We love catching that feedback. Those five-star ratings are great for us. Uh, make sure you tune in weekly on Wednesday to the Twisted Capes live show on Facebook or on YouTube and we'll live in them comments. We go over them at the end of every show. Uh, finally, feel free to shoot us some feedback on this show, the uh, twistedcape at gmail.com, and make sure you use the subject line MTS. So thanks for tuning in. So until next time, what rhymes with hug me? Stay safe, stay twisted. Fix that.